Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Forever. Dog. I wish I could uh, open this podcast in a different energy, in a different light, but two things have happened. One is I got mild sun poisoning and then had to stay at a Hampton Inn. The other thing is that I housed a hamburger so quickly, moments, I was actually shaking and I ordered a hamburger and it was fine, but I ate it in like four Homer bites. Like I just took it, I deep throated it and I didn't chew it like a snake. Like I just took it down. And I'm feeling the after effects. I thought I'd be okay because I was so hungry. I was like shaking. And instead I, yeah, I feel like I swallowed a, a meaty bowling ball, but I'm so happy to be here. It's going to be fine. It's not going <laughs> to affect the podcast at all. Um, joining me. Hi, I'm Michelle Collins. You might know me from this podcast, Midnight Snack. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, also on Instagram at Mishcall and on Twitter at Mishcall. I'm joined by my freshly shorn co-host Dan Acton, whose hair is looking phenom. You got a haircut? Talk to me. Oh, really? Thank you so much. Yeah, I got a haircut. Uh, When I got it, I thought it looked like kind of the prison planet on like the third alien movie, but uh, Uh it's kind of growing out. It's like completely shaved off on the sides. Yeah. uh, I'm just so grateful that you made a reference. I don't know. 
For once, someone has out-referenced me. You're like, you could have said anything about the Alien franchise, and I'd be like, okay, whatever that means. I don't know shit about it. I know Spaceballs. I know the diner scene in Spaceballs. I don't know anything about Alien, Aliens, Predator versus Alien. I know not about it. There's a big barber scene in the third one. Yeah. Is there actually? <laughs> not really. I wish. No, no, it's just about, it's about these bunch of prisoners that have been like, Shaved, sure. they've had their head shaved. I love that. I love Doesn't like great, prison but, break. Yeah. I love the prisoner look. <laughs> I like, I'm a big fan. Remember when I once famously made out with an ex-prisoner? That was one of my favorite makeout stories ever. One of the best yeah. makeouts of my life. All in orange. He was head to toe in his jumpsuit. It was Halloween. And I said, cute costume. He went, not a f- costume. <laughs> I mean, I like your jumpsuit. Great costume. Um, no, he was at Rikers and I believe it was for graffiti. Anyway, uh, that wasn't Halloween, however. And I looked like, um, I looked like Natalie Portman and honey, I blew up the kids. Like I looked like I was in a short red bob. So I kind of looked like Natalie Portman and closer, but under a laser that made me huge. Anyway, he couldn't get enough. And I have to tell you something. I would give anything to go back to that night and get his number, text him. You know, I was an insecure, like 23 year old now. I'd be like, I want to make prison babies with you. He was honestly, I think about that kiss a lot. It was one of the best kisses of my life. That's a true story. Really? I swear my life. I swear to wow. God. Yeah. That's not, that's no joke. Well, that's our time. I have to go pleasure myself. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just checked my calendar. It's 212. You know what that means? Pleasure in time. Gotta run. Uh, anyway. It's the jerking hour. Uh, Dan Acton, first of all, great to see you as always. I feel like it's great to see you. Um, uh, it's funny with your haircut because I actually gave myself a haircut. You know, I love cutting my own hair. It's like, did you know that? Yeah, I, I yeah. love cutting hair, and you know, this, you do a great job. I think I do too. See the front; these pieces, I did all that. Looks nice. Oh, that's it. Looks great. Yeah. Um, my Very trick good. is I buy expensive scissors at Ulta. You can get them like fifty dollars scissors. It's worth the price difference. And I just, I've watched people cut my hair so many times that I just know you got to go light, 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 like I've seen it happen. And then you take the layering Uh scissors and kind of suss it out. So the ends are soft, as you can see. And that's the trick to getting a good haircut. I can't do the whole thing. I can only do the front, obviously, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. Like, yeah, you can only do the front, right? You don't have like all the mirrors in back. I don't have the mirrors in the back. I have done the whole thing. I think in quarantine, I did give myself a full haircut. Do you remember when I gave my neighbors a haircut? And it was to this day, I believe the best haircut of their lives. And I was convinced that I could open up a salon. (laughs) I hope they never hear this. I was convinced that I could open up a salon (laughs) on the roof where I could just give people haircuts. I was like, I'm good at this. Like I, my friend in Miami got a haircut and she's adorable and got it colored and it looks cute. But I noticed these days they're doing this blunt cut thing, which I'm like, look, if I wanted to look like Amanda Plummer in Pulp Fiction, I'll do it myself. I have a bowl. I have a bowl. I have scissors. I can just do that. I don't know if I, men probably don't notice this, but lately, if you look, women have very, no. very blunt ends. And even with her, they layered it, but it was still chunky and, you know, I've known the girl for 30 years. I said, Jess, uh, let me bring my scissors over and I'll fix it for you. You know, I didn't want to offend her, but I was like, Jess, she was like, I know, forgot. And I was like, hey, I'm not going to Have you ever had the f- pleasure of had a haircut uh, via Floby? Do you remember that thing? Uh, do I remember that thing? Yeah, Dan, I'm a millennial. I remember the <laughs> Floby. Um, I never have because I only had short hair once in my life, which was when I... Um, I had short hair in the fifth or sixth grade. I think it was fifth grade. 
No, it must have been six. Where I went into, I already had um, plenty of social problems. Uh, and I went to my mother's hair salon, the changing room. And this was like 1988. I mean, it was I was young, 89, something like that, 90. Yeah. It was 2016. And I went and I opened the book. <laughs> and there was this woman who had like a short cut, but it was like so chic. Like she just looked like very Parisian. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, I want to be right. chic like this lady, you know? And I said, yeah, take yeah, it. Yeah. I want to cut my hair short, which obviously it's like, the fact that nobody stopped me, the fact that as, and I was a tall girl, I was like five foot eight. The fact that my mother, that no one at the changing room said, hold on a minute, think this through. Do you really want to go back? You're already bullied. You're already like the bullied girl. Do you really want to go back looking like, uh, you know, like the guy in Ferris Bueller who the principal goes, ha, gotcha. And she turns around like that was like the look that it was kind of <laughs> right. someone should have said, are you going for that? And, and I would have been like, you know, you're right. And nobody stopped me. And they gave me a short haircut. And I had to live for a year with going to my mother to the Italian deli and everybody going, what a handsome son you've got there. I mean, <laughs> this was people are like, why are you a comedian? I'm like, because I had a gender identity crisis in the sixth grade and it hurt my feelings. And here we are. I, I had I, I hate that when you're a teenager and you ask for something that the people know it's wrong, but they just they know. know that you don't know any better. When I had like my senior high school picture, they were like, do you want like a full body picture? And I thought it just meant standing up. And I was like, sure. And then they're like, okay, like get down on this divan and like no. <laughs> lay down. Not Devon. I know her. <laughs> With like, and your him. hand on your hip. I was like, <laughs> and I got it back. And I, I was like, oh, this isn't what I thought it would be. And then I got it back. And now like relatives have this photo. <laughs> You want a chaise, basically? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like George Costanza, the naked, you know, yeah, of course, when he topless. does the erotic photo. I mean, I was, I was dressed, but dressed in like nice high school's clothes, which are terrible. Uh, it's really stupid. <laughs> it's funny because thinking back now, I'm like, you know, that haircut, in my opinion, changed the entire course of my life. Like, if not really, because I think about it and I'm like. Like, I already, look, I was new to the school. I was taller than everybody and a year younger. So I had a lot going on for me, right? Oh, that haircut, yeah, right. though, literally, I got my ears pierced. I mean, I remember being like, I remember being like, I'm a girl. <laughs> like, with my short hair, like, hey, I'm a girl. Stop. <laughs> it really, it like, hurt, it hurt my feelings. You know what I mean? I had, I'm not going to say some right. of the fucked up things that happened. But it's like, I was already a target. And then to do that to myself was just, uh, and you know, it's funny, last week we talked about how I fell in with like the Italian sluts. Those Italian sluts saved my life because I had gone from this short haired, dorky, really mocked, and then became friends with the Italians who were so much fun. And because of the Italian slutty girls, I developed my sense of humor. And already I would say by the ninth grade, which I was still in middle school, I was already veering into class clown territory. Like I already had carved, you know, was carving the clown territory. Yeah. And then by the time high school came, <laughs> which honestly was, I was grateful that we started high school in the 10th grade. Cause it gave me like another year to like crawl out of that hole that I had dug for myself of like being the most bullied child in school. And then from there in high school, I was like funny and everyone liked me. You know, I like I, I wasn't bullied anymore. I became I, I my wings grew and I flew away, you know, so that was nice. Your hair grew out. And yeah, I'd never cut it again. It was down to my ass crack. But I was like, I'm not. <laughs> no, that's it. your thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I cut it. No, but it's true. I really it's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a mom and I was saying, you know, I don't have kids. And it's this episode we're going to get into 
my dusty old eggs, but I don't have children. And it's like, if I did have children these days, how would I raise it to know that it was going to be a nice adult? Because looking Mm. at how selfish everyone is now, including myself, by the way, but also, you know, with social media, TikTok, I, I see young kids and I'm just like, this is hell. Like, I can't even imagine being bullied now versus then is like you're being bullied on a national scale. You're basically like getting trumped probably in school. You know, there's all kinds of social media things, blah, blah, blah. And I think the honestly, I would almost homeschool my kids. Like I would want to raise the dorkiest. I wouldn't give my kid a phone. I would, they would be, I want like wearing suits, boy or girl. I would have them in little business suits. I'd have my little girl would be in little to the knee skirt suits from Sims. You know, they would just be little business people. I would say, you're not going to have any friends until you're at least 15. Like I can't, that's the trick. You got to raise dorks. Theater class would just be Seinfeld episodes. (laughs) It's just like, Yeah, I'm like, you. it's four o'clock, it's theater time. I'm like smoking. I'm like, go <laughs> learn about theater. I put on SpongeBob. I'm like, you know what this but is. But don't you think that you would have been like, I think you would actually have had like superstardom if you were younger in TikTok days because wouldn't you be funny on TikTok? And you would be like... Yeah, but funny on TikTok a- is not... I No, because I think that the people yeah. who are funny on TikTok now are the cool kids. Because they're like, yeah, like they all have cars, like they're oh, all... Okay. And I don't know a shit ton about TikTok, but from what I'm seeing, like, look at the celebrities, like that Addison or whoever the hell her name is. Like, you know, these are not girls who would have been kind to me growing up. Mm, Okay. Got it. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I think you could, I think you could swing it. Dan's got the best heart. (laughs) Dan's got the best heart of anybody I know. Dan, how was your weekend? Did you do anything? I, other than my son poisoning, I have no updates. Um, yeah, I mean, I tried to, it it was sunny out, but not, actually warm so i took yeah. a i went out and like had a coffee and a book and pretended that it was normal but it was like teeth chattering cold and freezing I, yeah you know. i'm heading back to new york <laughs> yeah. in a couple weeks and i'm dreading it oh really yeah, yeah. i am mm, that's gonna be nice yeah. i'm excited and also oh god i don't know what to say about it remember like how when people started leaving new york early in pandemic i was like we don't want you here anyway you know in yeah, the right. early days i was like <laughs> you know what you can't handle what is it the cooks can't be in the kitchen well then get out of the kitchen what's the line that's what they that's what they say <laughs> you know that famous line you don't want to cook well guess what the kitchen is closed <laughs> you know the line what is it you can't handle the heat i would you know I would just tell like it's like i got it and then something snapped in me and now like the idea of being in new york makes me want to actually fucking die i'm just like i can't i don't know what changed i don't know when i broke but like i almost have i'm not joking you i think i have like post traumatic stress from lockdown mm. where like i don't yeah. want to be in my apartment i don't want to be in my neighborhood i hate the market near where i live and this is a neighborhood that i have loved my whole life and the idea of going back there makes me want to absolutely vomit and i can't decide if that means maybe i'm not cut out for the big city anymore i don't know well uh, i have a big welcome party planned for you so <laughs> I hope that's true. No one has ever thrown a party for me. Will you please throw one? This is from a bullied child to a friend. Please throw a party for me. I couldn't even get bat mitzvah because I had no, like literally if I had a bat mitzvah, even I don't even think the paid performers would have shown up. Like literally nobody. I'm rounding up all the people that bullied you. 
And it's a uh-huh. big apology. <gasps> I would love that. <laughs> it's like, this is your life. I would yeah. love that. It's all going to be like 45-year-old Jewish accountants. I guarantee you. All ugly now. Oh, I've Googled these people. Believe me, I'm not crying. I don't need their attention now. They're all turned hideous, but well, not all, but most. Not all, but most. Um, that's very funny. Uh, well, listen, I um, what else happened? The Grammys happened. Uh, I watched the last hour. I saw some clips. Um, they seem good. I was sorry oh, yeah. that I missed the beginning. The Oscars? The Oscar nominations. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch any of it. Yeah. I just like saying the word mank. Mank makes me laugh. I prefer saying the word Mank to seeing the movie Mank. Uh, without <laughs> even a question. Um, and it's like, it's made for me, like black and white about Orson Welles. Like it's right up my alley. And then I started watching it. I was like, like, it's not. It gives you Mank. I, it, give, it gave me Mank. Ask me to pick one name on the planet who I could care less about. Orson Welles. Oh, no, thanks. Oh, hated I'm very Citizen Kane. Orson Welles. Hated it. Got real. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I just want the listener to know Dan has never spoken to me that way. In our years of friendship, you've never snapped at me the way you just did about Citizen yeah, Kane. It's very fashionable to dump on Citizen Kane these days. That's but, not uh, true. It's pretty fun to watch. First of all, there's no way that's true. I remember that my college, Barnard College, Go Bears, we have no sports teams. Had a screening of Citizen Kane and I carried my big ass to that little, you know, that little classroom. I said, I'm going to watch Citizen Kane. And I swear to God, I sat down 20 minutes in. I'm looking around. I'm like, more like Citizen Lame. Like I screwed something. I was just like, this can't be it. This can't be it. I this cannot be it. Could not have cared less about it. I mean, and I don't mind a black and white movie, but good you know, my father, my whole life has tried to get me to sit down to watch Yankee Doodle Dandy. Do you know about this? He's like my favorite movie, Yankee oh. Doodle Dandy. I'm like, there is no I, <laughs> reality on planet Earth where I will sit down and watch Yankee Doodle Dandy with you. I liked Yankee Doodle Dandy as a kid. I don't really want to watch it now. You know what uh, my dad always tried to get me to watch is uh, Dr. Strangelove. And there, I had something in my head where, and I lo- love Kubrick or whatever, but like, I've never watched it. It's just not. I've never watched it either. I don't like the guy's glasses. I'll tell you, I've seen the, the images and I'm just not into yeah. the glasses. Thomas J. can't see yeah. without his glasses. Also, that's my um, Anna Chlumsky, <laughs> in case you were wondering. Uh, no, old movies for me are very, Dan will send me clips. I mean, truly, I, I think I know him. And then I'll be home watching Housewives or something, and I'll just get a wordless video clip from Dan. I think this week it was a black and white video of a monkey riding a cow or something from some movie in a circus. And I'm going, where do you even... He watches these movies on YouTube. I'm going, where are you even finding these movies? Well, where are you finding them? I basically set up my uh, machine to tape 24 hours of, of Turner Classic movies and just like skip through. Like if it has a stupid title, I'll definitely watch the whole thing. Wait, is that really what you do? Yeah. Yeah. If it has like a dumb title, I will definitely tape it and watch it. I need to connect you with Ben Mankiewicz, who I'm friends with on Twitter. He's such a nice guy. Uh, I would love that. Oh, he's such he's a sweetheart. Yeah, I love him. Um, I'm going to maybe we should have Ben Mankiewicz on the podcast. We can interview him together. That'd be fun. Ooh, you should. Wait, do you think he'll be mad about Mank? (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) Hey, Trace, can you edit out all that anti-Mank stuff? (laughs) That's hilarious. I don't even connect that Ben Mankiewicz is of the Mankiewicz clan. That is so hilarious. Go on. Yeah. Well, (laughs) 
<laughs> oh well. Oops. I'm so stupid that until you explained it right now, I didn't even still get it. <laughs> I was like, okay, he probably likes Mank. But that's what I'm saying. No, he, no right. he's literally yeah, related yeah. to Mank. He's the son of Mank. Oh. Oh, well. well. Well, Ben, we still love you. I hope you'll still come on the show. We're very pro-mank here. Don't mistake what we've said. Uh, I was shocked. And actually, Dan, I wanted to ask you this. You watched a movie, I, yeah. and I know you watched it, the Thomas Vinterberg film, Another Round. Yes. He was yeah. nominated for Best Director, which I was actually shocked. Oh, really? Yeah. How'd you like it? Oh, good for, good for him. Uh, I did like it. I did think it was well-directed. I I wasn't even looking for him. I didn't, I totally forgot about it, but that's great. Uh, he's a great director. The other movies that I've watched by him are like really good. Oh, he's one of my favorite directors. He directed my favorite, um, I won't spoil it here, but my favorite slow, shocking reveal film called Festin or The Celebration, which was a Dogma 95 yeah. film back in the 90s. And I remember I got the VHS at like Kim's video in New York when I was in college and I watched it and I I remember watching it on my 13 inch screen. And like when the reveal happened, I swear, I remember sitting in my chair and I was like, have you seen it? You know, the, the reveal. Yeah. Long time ago. But you I, know, I the remember. twist. And I remember I was legitimately speechless like in shock and so i've always loved thomas vinterberg so I'm, I'm thrilled that he got the nomination but also it's the most diverse uh year of nominees ever which is how it should be and i got pissed because yeah. the daily mail which you know i read and i'm sorry that i do but i can't help it the daily mail had a thing like most woke oscars ever like oscars diversified and i'm like woke these are people who deserve, yeah, you know what I mean? It's real. just like, calm the fuck on. Yeah. This is how it should be every year. Otherwise, call the rest yeah, of the exactly. years racist. You know what I mean? Like, this is how it should be. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well it's because they pulled out the, like, huge blockbusters. So now you have to watch actual movies to, like, find good nominees. So it's... And, and know, the truth is, I've been very behind on watching films this year because of the pandemic and just... I didn't get screeners. Like, I just don't even know how to watch anything. Oh, yeah. I want to bring up one other thing yeah. before we before we go on to our guest, Chris Burns, who I love dearly. I watched the news this morning here in Florida, and some guy was arrested um, from the Capitol riots. And they, I mean, it almost felt like something out of a Christopher Guest film because they showed a picture of him dressed as Adolf Hitler with the small mustache and the swooped <laughs> hair. And then it called him a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> And it kept it kept going Nazi sympathizer, and then all these different images. I don't even know the guy's name, but of him as Hitler, and I'm like, can we get fucking real? Actually, he is a Nazi. Yeah. Nazi sympathizer yeah, softens it. By the way, who sympathizes with them? Nazis. Right. You say right. the word yeah. sympathizer softens it so much it actually makes it seem like they deserve any sympathy from anybody. Right, right. Like, like, like I'm not a Nazi, but I, I can sympathize. I, I can like, sympathize. I can sympathize. I can sympathize. <laughs> I got so pissed. I almost, you know, I wasn't um, watching it on DVR. Otherwise, I would have rewound it and like put it on Instagram. But I, that phrasing also really pissed me off. They are not Nazi yeah. sympathizers. They are Nazis. Let's stop right. with all this bullshit jargon phrasing. That is what he is. You don't put a not the Adolf costume on and go, you know, I got to sympathize with the guy. No, it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of rant. Uh, also, let me just end yeah. by saying that, and I, I did share this, but Sarah Silverman, who you know I love, I mean, True trailblazer, one of the funniest ever and sweetest. I've met her a couple times. She was so sweet and kind and funny. 
just a big fan. Anyway, she uh, has a podcast. She's posting clips to her Instagram account. And she put up a clip last week. Uh, I really recommend everyone go watch it about how she was watching a comic pretty much just like rag on the Jews the entire set and people and not even in a clever way. And this person wasn't Jewish themselves and people were like really heartily laughing and it bothered her. And she put into words something that I've been feeling, which is that, you know, rightfully we are all defending our brethren. Like we're on, as we should, you know, we should be standing up for every color, gender, sexuality, creed, race, ethnicity, all of that. But that being said, you know, I find that the Jews and the Jewish people are still the one group where like no one is kind of standing up for us. And I don't know if it's because of and and she even says, like, don't make it about Israel. This isn't about Israel. This is about people who, you know, live in this country that is America, who stand up for what's right. And again, you know, you have bad eggs in every situation. I'm not you know what I mean? Believe me. I'm not, right, but right, right. you get where I'm coming from. But she just talks about it. And yeah. I just really recommend you go watching it because I actually haven't brought it up because I don't know, there's a weird vibe around it and I can't put it into words, but I'm feeling it in, for the first time ever mm. in my life. And um, I really thought she put it in like the most eloquent, thoughtful way that didn't seem needy, you know? So I really appreciated that and everyone should go watch it. And that's all, right? I'll watch. Make it up. Yeah. Thank you for shopping with us. Thank you for listening. Um, okay, Manky Brewster, we're gonna come back. Dan, I adore you. Dan Acton, follow him on Instagram at Dan underscore Acton. Um, his new haircut is just phenomenal. Dan has a lot of fans from the podcast, isn't that right, Dan? I do, and I love them all. And Dan is in love <laughs> with you all. Well, thanks, Dan. Love with all of them. Dan, thank yeah. you. I'll have um, Ben Yankees come on. We'll make it up. Here on the show, congrats to all the Oscar nominees. And um, we are going to be back. We have a great guest this week, Chris Burns. Let's bring him on. Well, he's just one of the most stunningly funny, beautiful people I follow on Instagram. And, you know, it's amazing that um, we're talking right now because I feel like I watch you on Insta and I just adore you, Chrissy. I really do. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. You're so welcome having me i'm very excited well let me introduce you like a real host oftentimes on this show we have guests on and then i just don't intro- i don't even say their name and then i'll get dms from people like who was that he is um first of all hilarious if you don't follow him on instagram you must go to at fat carrie bradshaw at fat carrie bradshaw on instagram and on tiktok have you taken to tiktok chris burns talk to me uh so like because of my job I have to do things on TikTok, so that's why I start. Here's the thing that I'm scared of. Remember when Instagram first came out and people were like, I'm not doing that. Like, it's it's stupid. I'm afraid that that's what I'm doing with TikTok. And then all of a sudden, I'll just be like completely irrelevant because I don't know how to do everything on TikTok. I, well, it's funny you mentioned that. He said irrelevant and a host of flames just blew up behind me because that's how I feel on TikTok. Like, when I go there... It's and this is how I know this is probably like when I used to sign on to AOL when I was like 14 and my parents heard the like noise. They were like, what is she up to up there? Like they probably had no clue. That's what I feel like when I open the TikTok app, even finding the filters. I mean, I have to basically learn how to speak a new language to figure out what icon matches what filter and how to edit and all this shit. I'm like, I I still can't figure out how to like duet and and stitch where the like 
talk over another video. I'm like, I'll make the whole video and then I watch it back and there's like a song blasting over the entire thing and you can't hear me at all. And then I'm like, I guess I'll just go to bed. I had a conversation with someone about how um, I was laying at a pool recently because I'm in Miami, as you know, um, and seeing my double vaccinated parents before people say shit. And uh, there were, and I'm like very conscious of space and making sure people are sitting away mm-hmm. from me, et cetera. And uh, there was just a group of like teenagers, maybe like 19, 20 year olds actually filming themselves for hours by the pool doing mm. TikTok dances and twerking. And and I was just like, is this what we've become? And I really don't mean to sound old, but is this really what is happening, Chris Burns? I think all the time, number one, brave of you to stay next to a group of teenagers at a pool, let alone if I see a group of teenagers anywhere, I'm like, I got to get out of here. I'm about to get bullied. They were across, by the way, they were across the pool. And at one point, and they were like, it was me, like this elderly couple, and then these teens across the pool. And at one point, they were like, at 11.45, everyone at the pool. It was like me and these old people, go, like, woo, like scream. And I was like, I had my AirPods and like listening to some book on tape. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And also, I don't want to give you t- uh, consent to TikTok me in my fucking bathing suit. Like, I don't want to be filmed at the pool in my bathing suit. That's, I'm like, that's my worst fear, opening TikTok and seeing my face on something else, like (laughs) complaining about something at the grocery store. But I'm like, yeah, I I think, I saw a thing that Noah Beck, who is like one of the the big TikTokers, makes $27,000 a day just off, like, just off the money he makes on TikTok with no ads. And that's, I, I can't, I'm like, so you're 20 really hot and you're making $27,000 a day. Like I I don't, if I was in high school now, forget about it. I would be like, I'm not going to college. I'm going to become TikTok famous. I really wonder if I have what it takes to become TikTok famous. There should be a reality show where they take middle-aged people and like put them in a room and like they it's almost like the voice for tiktok like i get some teen who's like so good at it who has to try to teach me how to do the dances and like how to do the lip syncs and everything like the duets all that shit um and see how i could do i actually think that's a funny idea to have middle-aged people attempt it because honestly i think it's how do you even monetize it without ads is there like a way for people to pay to look at it there it's like youtube where like if you hit a certain threshold of followers it just starts you start monetizing on it but it's like remember the mtv show made where it would be like i want to be made into a rapper that is what you should do i want to be made into a tiktok star and i want by the way there's nothing funnier on earth than watching me try to attempt any tiktok dance i mean any of that would just be television gold but it would ruin my career but what's left to ruin is what i keep screaming out loud to the gods you know (laughs) What's left to ruin, I scream. (laughs) That's what I'm like. You never know where it's going to come from these days, you know? I'm like, half of the people at the goddamn Grammy Awards last night were like, got their start on TikTok. And I'm like, they're sitting next to Beyonce. They're sitting next to Beyonce. I I have to admit something sort of embarrassing. We were recording this on a Monday. I went yesterday. um, So basically, it sounds like I'm like gallivanting. I'm really not. I like mask up basically. And like, I do sit outside. I'm sorry. I sit outside. I, I sun. You. I sun without a mask on. I do, but I'm never near people and blah, blah, blah. Okay. In the meantime, I did go to the beach yesterday and I was so excited to be at the beach. Like I was, but I have a friend who has a house literally on the beach. So it was just her and I, no one else. You know, Damn. we weren't like out, whatever. Anyway, 
I keep it. I am defensive about it because I can understand that people would be a little, everyone wants to get angry. It's like now that Trump's not president, we have all this anger. Like, where do we put the anger? Let's start blaming everybody. It's just like all this anger, nowhere to go. Yeah. Don't you agree? It's ever since Trump lost, I feel like, okay, now where are people, including myself, where are we going to direct this energy toward? Cause we're so used to it. Yeah. I think, yes. I mean, I think everybody's just like pent up and going insane. So whatever, drink on, drink on the beach. It's I had some rosé on the beach with my friend Lindsay, who happens to be vaccinated, and uh, we were you know laying out. And I think because I hadn't done it in so long, I basically guzzled a bottle of rosé in about fifteen seconds. I mean, literally. And I'm mm. not, I'm not a day drinker. I actually hate day drinking, and now I know why. Because I was laying out bottle of rosé at around four thirty yesterday. It felt like. It felt like I was being like the guy in Casino where they put his head in a vice or was like to like get him to like admit to things. I got sun poisoned yesterday. I mean, that was oh my, my curse. God, that's the worst. I've gotten sun poisoning. I got sun poisoning last October because I was outside for like an hour on Fire Island and I got such a bad sunburn. No. And then I was like sick and nauseous and for like two days. And I was like, holy shit, I got sun poisoning in October. And that's... <laughs> The most me thing. That's so goth. Possible. That's like the most goth thing I've ever heard. You get sun poisoned in October. I love it for you. Like truly. That's I, if I went outside right now, it's like 32 degrees. I would come in with like a sunburn and Ugh. like getting sick and sweating. Um, but yeah, day drinking. I, I can only day drink if that's the, if the day's over when I'm done drinking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't. I can't day drink in tonight. This is how I know that I'll never hit like Nicolas Cage living. There's a bug in the room. Nicolas Cage. You'll see it fly on me. It's so fab. Nicolas Cage leaving Las Vegas levels because I am a mm. horrible day drinker. Bottomless brunch to me is basically like Russian roulette, like handing me a loaded gun and being like, try not to kill yourself. Good luck. Yeah. Here's all the sugar too in the OJ. Like a mimosa hangover is the absolute oh, worst. People, Why are people sick though? Why is it, especially like there's this bottomless brunch culture that baffles me. What is that? I don't, I famously don't believe in mimosas. I think they're the biggest ripoff since CBD. Like I just don't understand. Oh my God. Yes. The point of mimosas, even when I was serving in restaurants, people would order like seven mimosas. They're like $10 each. And I'm like, you could have had a full bottle of Prosecco that's better than the one that you're drinking <laughs> yeah. for like half of what you're having. And they're like still sober and can't figure out like why. And I'm like, because it's like this much Prosecco, this much Tropicana and... We're off to the races Ooh, at 10 bucks a pop. Tropicana. Now, this was a high-end restaurant because I feel like that actually... Well, we did have fresh squeezed OJ, so people would think that that was what was also in the mimosa. But if you ordered like an orange juice, you'd get fresh squeezed. If you ordered a mimosa, you would get Tropicana. That's hilarious. So they basically like downed the quality of both ingredients, but you think you're getting yeah. something good. Can we talk about serving in restaurants? Because it is something uh, in my lifetime... I'm both at once grateful to not have done. I've never worked in service. Mm. And yet I, I also kind of regret it because I know that the stories that I would have had serving people would have been a book by this point. You know what I mean? I just can't even imagine. Sure. So where did you work? How old were you? And what was your experience like? I started in, so I started like um, answering the phones in the back of this restaurant in Chelsea. And then I started serving there. So I worked for, um, it's like a rest. They have like seven restaurants in the city. And so Wait, I, what's the name of that? Can I guess? 
You can guess, is, but I can't say it because now that I've revealed their secrets. Okay, that's fair. Um, I won't say it. It's uh, let's just pretend it's Lenny's bagels because I've got a bone to pick with them. I know it's not. Okay, we'll pretend it's Lenny's okay, bagels, but it's it's better than Lenny's bagels. Um, so I worked there for like seven years, but like throughout the different restaurants, and then I managed for a couple years as oh. well. So I do have I serve. I'm an amazing server. Like <gasps> I am the best, and still confidently I'll say that because I, I like know how to get. Um, tables of angry people to like like me i Wait, think is a skill that can i can we role play can i do this yes of course i want can i just i want to say before we do this that um there's a way to send something back if you're not happy yes. with something i almost never do it with food it has to literally be inedible for me to send it back even if they make mistakes sometimes i'm just like i can't waste a whole meal i'll do it with a cocktail though if the cocktail is like if i order a martini and it has too much vermouth or it just tastes bad then i don't feel bad because i know it costs them like 40 cents like just make another one you know that i'm and it okay cost with. you like 16 dollars. yeah so the cocktails i'm all right but let's so usually when i send it back i'm like please t- i always go tell the chef not to hate me i'm so needy i'm like Tell the chef I'm a good person. That's how I start. I go, I ordered it, you know, medium, whatever it is. And I try to get them laughing to be on my side. But I'm going to role play now being a furious customer. You're the manager. Okay. If what's on the plate, because let's, if here's my trick. I'm okay. Say you're sending back, say you're like, I ordered this steak um, medium and it came well done. I'm very upset. My, my trick is like, hold on to that so you can pick at the sides and I'll have them fire up. That's genius. And people live for that shit. Or I'll like bring an appetizer like of whatever and be like, just while we're waiting for whatever. If you give people anything for free, usually they're... Hold on. What I never understood, this is why I would have for sure gotten fired as a server. Because I'm of the school. And in fact, this happened. I'm going to plug a restaurant that I went to with my parents Saturday night. We went to a restaurant in Aventura called Tap 42. It's at... We had a booth. Nobody around us. It was heaven on earth. And of course, my mother becomes best friends with the waitress. You know, people, you know, always, always. Like, uh, it's very hard being with her because then I'm like... I shrink down basically like when I'm, I'm like, mom, stop. Then my mom wanted me to give her extra tip, like in cash separate from one, my dad <laughs> tip. Like, like again, I was in casino or something. I go, you give it to her. Like, what is, I'm not going to, you know, slip her a tanner. Like it just felt so weird that my mom wanted me to do that. You get it? Anyway, the point is, is that she brought us free calamari. She goes, do you guys want this? It was kind of funny. Instead of saying, oh, this is on us. It was like, do you want this? And we were like, huh? <laughs> she goes, the kitchen said, if I wanted to give it to a table, do you want it? So we we're like, sure. And it was the best thing we ordered. And then we tipped her like $45. If I was a yeah. server, I would bring free shit. I would do a round of drinks for free. I would. And then, cause then I would smear, I smear with tip. I'm like, I would rather this college student get the money than like Hillstone or whatever it is. Yeah, you totally. Know? And I think it like depends on the restaurant and also like how long the server's been there kind of, I mm. think, because especially when I was managing, if a new server would do something like that, I'd be like, who the fuck do you think you are? Absolutely not. <laughs> like you have to ask me, but I would do it all the time. Um, and free drinks for any, like we would do if table, especially people have to wait past the reservation. Oh, yeah. I'm giving them like basically everything. I also just will avoid confrontation at pretty much all costs, especially in a stressful situation. So I'll be like, what do you want? Like, do you want this entire case of wine god bless we'll have you seated in five minutes um (laughs) wait by the way you just jogged a memory of mine which is that from this past weekend a friend of mine was in town we had a dinner together outside i as i'm talking about it i do i'm like am i a super spreader like (laughs) 
as I'm like going into it, I'm like, wait, I had two outdoor You've meals. Been outside though. Everything You've yet outside. To be inside. I, I I want you to know that I will not do indoor dining. And here in Miami, everybody is doing it. And I'm just like, I'm gonna fucking shit. Like, I'm telling you, I, I walked by a hillstone last week because I fucking love a hillstone. Let's not fool each other. Mm. Hoping they would have like one seat outside, like dunce cap hamburger. I'd sit there and they had no outdoor seating. But inside it was like Studio 54, a million people. I'm going, there is like the new strain is being created at Hillstone. Like there, there's a at new strain the right now. Hillstone. I at didn't the Miami know Hillstone. there was Hillstone. I didn't know there was more than one Hillstone. Oh, I think there's two in the city. By the way, the most fucking delicious restaurant ever. I mean, listen, it's like cheesecake but meets more class if possible i had i two of my close friends that i worked with got jobs at hillstone and left where we were for two weeks and then both of them failed at the training no. because they were like it's like you have to study the book neither one of them could like handle wow fine the fine dining experience so if that tells you anything about where i was working that <laughs> i would like literally show up in sweatpants and a sweatshirt and be like hi how many great sit yeah. here <laughs> wait so my my friend and i went to a place in and by the way friday night it's funny because uh it's spring break which i forget because i'm old but everyone has come to Miami. It's like, I, I can't even explain to you what's going on. I wouldn't have actually met him on the beach if I knew what was going on. It took me an mm. hour and 45 minutes in traffic to go from Coral Gables, which if you know Miami at all, that's unheard of to get to mid beach. But anyway, we were sitting outside and we got like some tuna nachos, margaritas, our server. Tuna nachos. Hello. There was a fucking delicious, but wait, oh let me tell God, you what happened. That sounds so good. It was so fucking good. It's, this is the whole thing. So we had a server, lovely girl. She was only 19 years old, newborn child, bonnet, long mm. tooth rattle. I was like, you're a baby. Anyway, oh, I love her. She's so sweet. It was like her second day on the job. She comes over, took like an hour for the margaritas. I was just happy. We were along the beach. So I was just happy to have a breeze. Nobody was near us. Uh, you know, that's really what I cared about. So that was fine for me. Anyway, took about an hour to get the margaritas and I just wanted my drink, whatever. So she brought it. We were like, oh, thank you. So finally, this busboy who actually was kind of hot came out with our tuna nachos and also guac and chips. And I don't know exactly what happened, Chris, but like either he tripped or oh, no. it it was like almost in um, a Perfect Strangers episode. The tuna nachos, which was it was like shrimp chips, spicy mayo, tu raw tuna. It was delicious went face down on our table. It wasn't even like he tripped and then it flipped completely upside down and he like pied it in the face and there was just raw tuna everywhere and like mayo. And I want you to know, he just scrapes it off. Here he left, <laughs> he left wordlessly. Can you imagine? He he just didn't say anything. He walked away. I was like laughing. I'm like that. You know me. I love um, physical comedy and I love gall. You know, I love a little bit of gall gadot. He just walked away. No <laughs> apology. I thought, you know what? LOL. <laughs> that was a perfect moment. And then our girl came and was like, oh my gosh, she was so sweet. She like wiped the table down fine. We got another one. It was really good. Um, the food was great, but everything got fucked up. Like a pizza took 40 minutes longer than the meal. And the manager was this like kind of chunky Turkish guy. And he came over and he was like, drinks on me. Like, don't worry about it. Drinks, all drinks on me is what he said. And I was like, okay. And then the check came and he only took one round off, which I was like, um, that oh. wasn't our deal. Like we wouldn't have gotten the other one. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> and let me tell you that when they come with the free dessert, which I like the gesture behind it, but I'm like, no, why need you? I would rather have a free cocktail than a free dessert. I'm not a dessert person. It's just not me for too. me. 
like free souffle. I don't, what is this, Domino's? Like, I don't want that, you know? So in the meantime, but then he was so sweet and like gave us the drinks off and then we tipped her 60 bucks because I'm a lady. I'm not there to steal, but I'm there to, and the girl, I swear to God, I gave her 60 bucks. She was like, I'm a student. I can't tell you this is so sweet. Like, it was like Christmas for her. It felt, this made me poor feel girl great. that's like been working through Studio 54. Um, <laughs> God yeah. bless her. I, I've had issues, this story I love once I went to this table I was like is everything okay and the guy said something and I didn't couldn't hear him and I was just like okay great and I just like walked (laughs) away because you know how like the waiter will be like everything came out okay and then you're just like "Uh uh-huh so it was like that and then he was like I'm not kidding and I was like well (laughs) what sorry I um I didn't actually hear you what was it he was like he's like I said the butternut squash soup is disgusting it might as well be baby food and I was like oh yeah sorry i i'll let me take that back i didn't hear you and he was like so you just said great and walked away and i was like well it's never hurt me before (laughs) (laughs) and he like stayed because i worked in chelsea for a long time so it was like angry gay men that would be like prove yourself to me you little homo oh god um so he he was someone but he was also sitting next to at the time luann (gasps) delisette was was at like not with him but she was there and oh, i remember being like oh my god luann's like witnessing this whole thing but i don't think she was paying attention like, i have to tell you all. something funny anyone who orders butternut squash soup is ordering I mean, baby food are you out of your mind it it's was literal pure, fucking hot it was, baby food it's all and w- it said like pureed squash and that was all that it was that's, so that's like, gerber's honey baby food that's gerber's like, yeah it's disgusting because it's disgusting because he was like, can I get a different one? I was like, it's going to be the exact same thing. Like, do you want the new England clam chowder or what do you want to do? I remember I was in a restaurant once and I think I got soup. I don't, I remember where it was and I had in my purse, my friend brought me a thing of the, um, everything bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's and I just had it in my bag and I just dumped like half the thing. And I just basically ate a bowl full of, um, lubricated seeds. It was so good. I mean, that sounds really good. It's really nice. Some lubed up seeds. Mm -mm. I chowed down on it. Um, God, I, I wish I had those kind of stories. I worked retail and I think the one I worked at J crew for a summer I worked with my friend Jessica uh, here in Miami and we were two absolute morons. I mean, we, you know, we were like in, I think in college, maybe high school. Mm. And I remember someone once, cause J crew at the time, this was back. No offense when J crew actually had nice things. Like now it's a <laughs> absolute fucking junk store, but um, they had uh, someone tried to return or returned white pants that were period stained and we gave them their money oh back. God. That really happened. And I was just, that's just what happened there. People would bring stuff. It was like Costco at the time. You could go in with stuff. I'm chugging a whole Americano from Starbies, um, God bless. and get money back. And I just, the gall of some people, the gall Godot. Oh, I worked at um, a grocery store in oh, high school, on. like for like four and a half years. And I worked in customer service and, and I worked at a liquor store. So the people, I mean, the people at the grocery store returning things it is the most insane shit like i've ever seen in my whole life people returning like uh a guy would return condoms and he literally was like yeah like my girlfriend and i broke up and it was no and it was worth the eight dollars for you to come back here and return (sighs) these or or one woman returned a bag of pretzels and it was like an older woman and she returned an unopened bag of pretzels because her husband died and he was the one that ate the pretzels wait and I was like, Jesus Christ! By the way, excuse don't me. Don't give while me, I go. 
Don't give me those stories. You got to save those for Metropolitan Diary. That's a it Metropolitan was- <laughs> Diary. I've never heard one. Wow. Where was or this? Or like one lady, it was $200 worth of crab legs and she returned just the shells. No. And she was like, well, they came out really dry. And I was like, well, that was a cooking issue. Like, <laughs> it's $200. And she wanted, the, the, there was a 200% like guarantee. So she wanted $400 <gasps> for empty crab shell, whatever. And I had to like, call the manager and whatever and he ended up giving her back like the price of just the crab did he yeah because they're also just like whatever because the manager of a grocery store like they're not really dealing with people they're like doing all the other so he would just like be like okay yeah do whatever oh my and i'm like 18 years old and i'm like trading people like i'm god like i would be like oh really why do you think you can return it i would have regulars that wouldn't come to me because she would be like he's too strict and would wait for the girl (laughs) i worked with <laughs> and I would be like, "What? Oh, okay. Wait. Next. <laughs> like that was- is a fun power thing. God, I would be. I would be an incredible manager. I would be such a good manager. I would want to speak to me. I'd be like, "Can I please speak to me? <laughs> Thank you so much. I would just be. I because I'm fair." And also, you know what it is with me, and I'm sure you're the same way. It's all about the attitude. Like people coming up, if they were yeah. sweet, oh my God, do anything you want. What do you want? Money? Here. But if you Literally. have a remote. You compliment me. I'm oh. like, here, what do you want? You want the keys? Here's the keys to the safe. Take it all is my, that's my motto. If I worked at public, I went to Publix um, the other day. Publix here is everyone, I talk about it every week on the pod because I'm very torn because the heiress is like a QAnoner, but. Every time I go in, they, no, she literally like gave money to the like Publix QAnon. heiress is a QAnoner. I can't. It's true. So I'm like, well, I don't really want to give my money, but you know, I love their subs. And also it's like the only place to get food. Like there's no other supermarket. Yeah. There's like two Trader Joe's and whatever else. Anyway, so I go in and then I go in and I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody who works here, it's the most diverse group of people. They hire all kinds, all types. And I'm like, that's beautiful. Like I go in and everyone's happy. And then, you know, my whole thing, cause I think I'm so great. I always like to compliment people. Like I always, you know, this girl made my sub show so sweet. I was like, I'm going to tell the manager you are wonderful. And then, you know, I have like a God complex. So I walked to the line and I go, may I please speak with the manager? I went, it's to compliment someone. <laughs> they bring over this woman, Maria, they bring over Maria. And I was like, Maria, I just want you to know that Monique in the sub department is so wonderful. And she was like, okay, like so rude. I was like, well, that's it. <laughs> Bye. But Bye. Then- Time for me to go. <laughs> I would when people would compliment because I would just be always assume it was the worst. Yeah. So like anytime anyone asked to speak to me, I'd be like, oh, God, I know. And if they were like, I just wanted to say so and so was so great. I would be like, oh, holy shit. OK, great. Amazing. And I- I'd be like, But the food sucked. <laughs> yeah, but the butternut squash soup tasted like baby food. <laughs> Wait, but then I went to um, Publix here in Coral Gables a couple days ago. Had such a lovely lady, Barbara. And I think Eric was the bag boy name. And he, middle-aged guy, very sweet guy, loved to chat with people. I'll put it that way. Like, I knew when I got into that line that Eric and I were going to get into something. I was like, okay, this is, I'm now, I'm consenting to a chat with Eric. Because everyone, he goes, good day, have a great one. Like, he was just so chatty. So anyway, and he, you know, sweet, sweet guy. Anyway, I go online. Barbara, loved Barbara. Great energy coming from Barbara. So she's ringing my stuff. And, you know, I'm I'm kind of helping him bag because I have, like, heavy stuff, whatever. And he goes, out of, out of the nowhere, he, Chrissy, he goes, you know, I was bullied in school. He goes, I was bullied oh in school. And I went, Eric, I'm so sorry to hear that. And Barbara was like, what? That's terrible. The two of us were like, no. And he was like, yes, I was bullied in school. My bully. And I said, well, I hope he's rotting. You know, I'm, I'm so annoying. I was like, well, I hope he rots. That's what I screamed. Well, I hope he's dead. <laughs> Wait, he goes, 
His name, oh my God, what was his name? It was so, oh, he goes, he looked, and you know what? He looked just like Snoop Dogg. And now Barbara and I are just like, really? And he goes, and his name was Kelsey. And I said, well, Eric, if I ever meet a Snoop Dogg lookalike named Kelsey, you better believe I'm bringing you up. And like Barbara was like, the two of us were like laughing and being so sweet. And poor Eric just stood there. And I was like, Eric, you take care of yourself. He was such a nice guy. And that's public. So I'm like, how can I not shop here? Poor Eric, bullied Eric is working there. Yeah. Well, that's, see, Trader Joe's, people love Trader Joe's. And I have to say, I'm not a fan of Trader Joe's. It. The line is always crazy, number one. I'm like, you are in line from the second you enter the store. There's not enough, like literally, it's like, okay, stand in line. You can shop on your way to the register and you will get back home in three to four hours. It's like a goddamn amusement park where it's like from this point, one and a half hours. Um, And nothing, like I get that it's all their own brand, but I'm like, this is, I need to, I need like visual to recognize what I'm looking for and find it. It's just... I'm not a fan. I don't get the hub of uh, Trader Joe's. And then the cashiers, I didn't realize, were, like, trained to be super friendly. So, like, the first three times I went in there, I was like, oh, my God, that guy is totally, like, hitting on me. Yes. Like, why would you ask me what I'm doing tonight if you're not trying to hang out? And then my friend was like, that's just how they are. They all say that all the time. Oh, we we talked about this here because I used to have a crush on a guy named Nathan at the sunset location of Trader Joe's in LA and I re- I like found him on Facebook Chris and, and then I found out that they were trained to flirt but then someone else DM'd me to say um, no we're just trained to be friendly like you said and I'm like well which is it are you flirting or are you friendly? I'm like to me friendly is flirting so yeah. if you're a man and you're talking to me and you're being friendly I assume that you're trying to hit on me and if that's not the case keep moving keep it moving same especially now friends. I I don't I actually don't have enough friends and even still I don't want them to do I have very few friends, but I don't. Well, want that's them to I'm do like it. I'm going home to no one, and I still don't want you to talk to me unless <laughs> this is going to be something serious. The thing with me and Trader Joe's is they present as though it's healthy. I feel like the idea that it's like a guy physically trading the stuff makes me think like, well, you know, like oh, he must have traded some Oreos in <laughs> farm to table, farm to table Oreos because there's like a toucan on the box. I'm like, oh, look at that toucan! Like it's got to be healthier. I don't even look at nutrition at Trader Joe's. Then I get home and everything is like 88 grams of fat. Like it's all in. Insanely bad for me, and I'm tricked by the tropical theme. I think so. Leafy, well, also you the know? managers are the ones that have to wear the Hawaiian shirts. Which can you imagine? You get promoted, and then then you have to wear the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I would be like, "No, I can't. I'm sorry." Oh it's, God, I would I look do not like look good in that. I would look at me in a Hawaiian shirt is like Bill Murray and What About Bob? Basically, like I would look <laughs> just like a big man boobed. I look like Charlie Sheen, like if he never got off the drugs, like I was just like bloated and like a looking like old and you know when they like show pictures of him when Denise Richards is like talking about her failed marriages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is how I look as a Trader Joe's manager. Well, listen, we have to wrap our part one because we have a part two to bring up. Chris Burns, um, mm. I want to talk in the next half about your Instagram handle, Fat Carrie Bradshaw. I want to. I have so many questions about it, but you also have a new show you want to promote. Tell everyone about it, please. Well, I have a new website, so I finally got my website done, so go to fatcarriebradshaw.com and you have all my links to all my vids and podcasts and everything. See, and to me, that's a show. When you say website, I heard I have a new show because everyone I know has that shows is coming my show. out. That's a show. Fatcarriebradshaw.com. A show is for a moment. A website is forever. It, that is really true. The internet never forgets, as they say. And also, Carrie Bradshaw, Fat Carrie Bradshaw, a.k.a. Chris Burns, has the funniest 
bits and videos and beautiful drag. I want to talk to you also about your makeup situation, how that started. I have a lot of questions about contouring, what eyeliner you use, all of that and more. Part two, we're going to go to break. Have a wonderful day. Share this with your friends. Leave us reviews. Um, Anything else I can desperately beg for before we wrap, Chris? I can't decide. Um, you could drop your Venmo, but you're probably it's call Mish Maybe C O L L M I C H M A Y B E. That's really true. Okay, we gotta go. We'll see you part two with Chris Burns. Bye. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall. M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.